Did I tell you there's a, a hotel here that has a Stranger Things suite? That is awesome. Yeah, like I thought, oh, that'd be kind of cool. I, it's right here in town. I mean, not more than four or five blocks from where I work. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, yeah, that'd be cool, man. I should I should like rent that for like a night or two and, and binge the series, you know, while staying in the. the that would be so cool. $630 a night. Yep. Sounds about right. Yeah. Guess what I'm not going to be doing. And welcome to this horror life. My name is Rob Humphrey, joined as always by my co-host Ghost. Ghost, how's it going? It's going good. How's things with you, Rob? Not bad. Not bad. You know, made it through the Labor Day weekend, survived that. Oh, yeah. I worked the weekend. I was off on Monday, but worked the weekend. So that was a shit show and a half. I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can imagine. I managed to make it through uh just fine. Um, you know, it's uh, I don't know. It's it's not a big uh, holiday for me, you know. Memorial Day. It's it's kind of just whatever. Yeah. So I didn't really do anything. Uh, kind of just hung around the house. But you know, whatever. It was back to work today, and that uh, that can be a come down. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, though, that means your week's shorter. It's one day shorter. It is. It is, and I'm off next Monday too because it's wow. my son's birthday. So I took that oh. day off. Well, there you go. Now you got two Mondays in a row. You I don't know. have to work. That's nice. Yeah, I know. Uh, anyway, what uh, what have you been up to since the, the last time we we did one of these things? God, uh, what have I been up to? I think I don't I haven't really watched a ton of movies, um, but I have finally started Stranger Things season four. Um, to be fair, no episode in season four so far has been less than an hour fifteen. So it's kind of like I've watched five movies. Really? They're packing them, um, huh? Oh, yeah. The last episode, seven, is an hour and a half, I believe, or an hour oh. 40. Oh, my um, God. And then I think in July, I don't know how many more episodes. I think it may be two or three more episodes, and they're, like, possibly two hours long. Yeah. I'm that's... not 100% sure on that, but, yeah, they're yeah, basically movies. Yeah, I haven't watched any of it yet. Um, I'm not going to give any spoilers away because it is really good, but Mm -hmm. they have outdone themselves on the special effects. Yeah. I'm seeing lots of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street stuff online. Yeah. A lot of big Nightmare on Elm Street vibes, Goosebumps vibes. Um, it, it's really, really good. Yeah. Well, I'm... Hopefully get around to checking it out. I got uh, I got to the episode that Robert England stars in mm-hmm. um, and he's got a really cool role. Um, and I kind of wish the leaked photo that came out. Well, I, I don't know if it was leaked or if it was just the promo photo um, of him. I wish they hadn't because I think it would have packed a bigger punch mm-hmm. when you finally see him on screen. But he does a phenomenal job as always. Um, hmm. So that was really cool. Uh seeing his character and his, you know, special effects makeup he had on. So, mm-hmm. well, yeah, I'll get around to watching it eventually. Uh, is that all you had? 
yeah, that's all I've really been up to because mm-hmm. I've just been trying to crank out uh, some some resin art and keychains and shit for yeah. the uh, craft show I'm doing this weekend. So Ooh, that'll be fun. Yeah, it yeah. will be. I'm excited. Um, let's see. I went to the theaters and I saw Men. How was it? It is awful. Is it awful because you're a man? Or... No, no. It's okay. awful you because know, you spend. Sure. Two thirds of the movie watching this movie that creates this really creepy, unsettling atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And then the last act is this weird, artsy, fartsy thing full of like symbolism and doesn't make any sense. Mm. And it just goes completely off the rails. And I'm sitting there going, What the fuck is this? Isn't what I've been watching for the last hour? <laughs> Why am I watching this now? Uh, yeah, I was not a fan of, of men. Um, and that is what is it? The director's name, Alex Garland. Is that right? I don't fucking know. Yeah, I think it's, I think that's his name. Yes, Alex it's a, Garland. It's an A24, isn't it? Uh, yes, I believe it is yeah. A24. Um, Alex Garland has, uh, this is the first miss for him. I think he did Ex Machina, which I really like. Oh, that's a great movie. Yeah. And he did it. Um, he did Annihilation, which I also really mm-hmm. liked. Uh, but men, ugh, ugh, big stinker. Didn't care for it. Um, and then on Friday night, I joined the last drive-in with Joe Bob Briggs for a double of feature. Course. He uh, he showed the 1987 slasher Slaughterhouse, which I had never seen before. Okay, um, it's fun. It's I'm not, gonna say that sounds familiar. Yeah, it's just a fun slasher. It's a, a family. Well, a, a guy and his son, uh, who were sort of this you know kind of Texas chainsawy people, who mm, have owned this okay. slaughterhouse in this town for. 30 years or whatever and then the you know some shady people are trying to screw them out of their land and everything because the slaughterhouse is going under and so then he you know the son starts murdering people and it's fun it's not great but it's it's decent and a good time um if you've ever seen an 80s you know b-movie slasher you you know exactly what to expect That's fair. Yeah. Uh, he followed that one up with the 1982 Dario Argento film Tenebrae. Um, I was really excited that he showed Tenebrae because this is maybe my favorite Argento film. It's really, really? good. Yeah. So I was more than happy to uh, to watch that and listen to Joe Bob's little insights and everything. Mm-hmm. So that was a good time. I um, uh, I started this movie like two weeks ago. And never uh, finished it until tonight. I finally finished John Carpenter's 1998 film, Vampires. Wow. Uh, starring James Woods. Yeah, I kind of forgot about it. And then I was like, oh, I kind of want to watch something here. And uh, I threw that on as go. I was unwinding once I got home from work and, uh, you know, watched the last half hour, 45 minutes, whatever it was. I had mm-hmm. left. Uh, it's fine. Like, it's it's late Carpenter. It's not great. Um it is maybe the closest thing John Carpenter's ever made to a western. It even looks like a western. It's oh, set God. in like it's set in like New Mexico or whatever or southern, you know, the desert in southern California or something. Um so it uh but yeah, so it's kind of like Carpenter's western with vampires. Uh stars James Woods. It's weird to see him because he's such a weirdo. I was gonna say, yeah, he yeah. I don't know that I'd want to watch anything yeah. with him in it. Yeah. Um, because like I've seen how Family Guy has portrayed him, and mm-hmm. yeah, I can't think of him as anything else but that. Yeah, so but uh it's it's uh it's a decent movie. It's not uh it's Carpenter, so it's not gonna be awful, you know, mm-hmm. but it, right. it is certainly not up there with his his best works. 
Uh, and then the only other thing is I started a new book. I started Grady Hendrix's The Final Girl Support Group. Oh, you um, did start it. Yeah, I'm only a, a, like a, I just started it, though. So, I'm, I, you know, I have no opinion on it yet. I'm still waiting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm probably 30 pages. I was gonna say, I'm sure in. you're like, going to like it because I think you've liked every other one of his books. Yeah, yeah. They've all been great. Yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I have no opinion on it as of yet. Um, but uh, looking forward to, to reading that. Uh, and that is uh, mm-hmm. what I have been up to. So let's jump into the news real quick. Um, on our last episode, we talked about uh, Winnie the Pooh, uh, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. <laughs> I am um, literally so fucking excited for this. I didn't realize yeah. that Winnie the Pooh uh, is now public domain. Yeah, apparently. And um, I, we talked about it on our episode. And then I think in between us recording and releasing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that episode it blew up all over the internet Everywhere. Like everyone was talking oh, about oh yeah it. um the director now says that uh, he's trying to take advantage of the hype he's trying to hurry uh with the edit and post-production still wants to make a good movie but he does want to yeah. get it out there you know um so he's teased a release date around sept uh, around december listen Honestly, I don't have high hopes for it because it is, you know, a Winnie the Pooh horror movie. However, I don't want it to be rushed and be worse than it could be, you know? Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I, I don't think Take the hype time. for something like this is going to go away because as soon as it get, gets released, that hype is just going to go crazy. Right. Again. Everybody's going to go, hey, remember that Winnie the Pooh movie? It's out, you know? So, yeah. yeah oh my time. God. I, and I'm not usually one for those weird indie movies but there's just something about the, like those pictures are so fucking creepy yeah. and unsettling like i am yeah. i am in on it yeah, yeah as yeah. long as it doesn't end up being some stupid campy horror comedy mm-hmm. i'm i'm down yeah. well me too you know how much i hate those dumb indie movies oh no you but. love them <laughs> you love them so much uh, yeah i'm looking forward to that one uh, Screen Factory has announced they are uh, putting out Child's Play, Child's Play 2, Ooh. and Child's Play 3 on 4K on Ooh. August 16th. Oh my god! Um, you can purchase them individually or as part of the special bundles. One of their special bundles includes an exclusive limited edition five and a half inch tall charred Chucky action figure from NECA. Um, Screen right. Factory has done this a few times where they have uh, teamed up with NECA to, to make a, a limited edition figure you know mm-hmm. to, to release as part of a bundle with with movies that they've done and uh the um they usually sell out pretty quickly and then oh, to bet. try and to try and get them later is, is quite expensive i can um, imagine yeah so i would imagine that the charred chucky action figure will go fast as well uh and then the only other thing i had was tim burton's net netflix series uh wednesday is coming this fall um mm. and it uh, is based indeed on Wednesday Adams and it stars Jenna Ortega. I love Jenna Ortega. Yeah, yeah, she's Jenna Ortega's just, great. She's done phenomenal work mm-hmm. recently, um especially in horror, so I can't wait to see her. Agreed. Have you seen show. X yet? I haven't. I can't find it anywhere and I don't want to watch it on like a third party site that's just, you know, I don't want to watch a shitty yeah. quality one. Yeah. So no, I, get you. I don't know. I, I'll have to see if I can find it somewhere to like rent or something, mm-hmm. maybe because I be do really want to see easily. it. Uh, I, I mean, didn't want to rent it because I'm cheap. Yeah, it's on VOD, but I don't I think it's like still in that phase where it's really expensive to rent it. 
you know, like, yeah. like 20 bucks to rent or whatever. I bought Listen, the- if it was four or five bucks to rent, I'm mm-hmm. down for that. But to rent a movie for $20 and you only yeah. have 24 hours to watch it. Yeah, it's not. So easy. you're really only getting one good watch in. It's not like you're able to watch it like four times over for the yeah. most part, you know? Yeah. No, I bought the Blu-ray, so um, I'm all set for that. Oh, so you own it? See, just sh- ship it to me real fast. I'll ship it back. Um, no, I don't trust you. What? <laughs> That's rude. Oh, no, it's it's come down. A pr- it's $6 to rent it. Oh, all right. All right. Yeah, it's come I'm, down. I'm going to have to rent it. Though. So, yeah, the last time I looked at it, like to rent digitally, it was like 20 bucks. But yeah, no, it's like it's $6. Um, but yeah, no, I have the Blu-ray. So I'm all set there. Uh, looking forward to watching it again. I haven't had a chance to uh, watch it again yet, but uh, yeah. I am looking forward to to watching it. Because I've only seen it the one time, um, and I've raved about it, so I'm really hoping it holds up. You know, <laughs> imagine you watch it again, and you're like, "It's just awful." Fucking worst movie yeah. I've ever watched. Yeah, I mean, hey, it's happened. You know, has it? Yeah, it's happened to me before. Mm-hmm. Um, Fair, but uh, you know, we'll see. I don't know. I'm looking forward to, to getting a chance to sit down and watch it again. Uh, that's all I had for news. Um, I only have a couple um, really small things. Um, the Castillo Project, which is a survival horror game that I've talked about in the past, um, released a few new screenshots of the game. It looks really cool. Um, and finally have the closest thing to a release date that we've ever gotten, which is they're aiming for the second half of 2022. All right. So uh, I'm, I'm excited about this game. I can't wait for it to actually come out so mm-hmm. I can play it. But um, basically, you're, it's... You're on one of Jupiter's moons and you're trying to escape a maximum security prison. Uh-huh. So I, I, I'm intrigued. The monsters look fucking terrifying. So yeah. I'm ready for that to come out. Uh, let's see. The Black Phone, um, I believe, was shown at one of those fests. Was it like Canes or some shit like that? Uh, I, I, I have I no idea. I didn't know. know. I didn't know it had festival screens, but that makes sense. It's, I believe they had a festival soon. screen for it. It comes out June 24th. Okay. Yeah. Um, I knew it was coming out soon. Yeah. Ethan Hawke released a, a, a statement um, and it was in a little featurette that they did for it. Basically saying it's like a sibling movie to Sinister. That's going to a deeper, stranger place. Than Sinister? Yes. All right. I mean, so, I don't know. I, I've seen the trailer for it. The trailer looks dumb. I'm sorry. Yeah. The, I mean, uh, a lot of people are excited about this movie. And I kind of was too. And then I saw the trailer and I went, oh, this looks really dumb. I'll see it. But um, I am yeah. not as excited as a lot of people are about this. Ooh, excuse me. I have um, much like Scream. I've shied away from this um, trailer because... I kind of want to go in with as little as possible. Just seeing the pictures and like I clicked on the featurette to just kind of see a little bit. And there's a little clip in the beginning. I was like, that's fucking creepy. Yeah, um, I, I just yeah, the trailers played numerous times before movies I've gone to see. And I'm just like, all right. I mean, I guess I'll see it. Hell, I saw Firestarter in theaters. It can't be worse than that. But yeah, I, I, I don't think it can. It's Blumhouse. It's um. Scott Derrickson, who was did Sinister. Mm-hmm. So um, I can imagine it's going to be very, very good. I hope it is. But again, it's one of those things you wait and see. Yeah. 
Blumhouse doesn't have very many misses, I feel. No, but when they do, they miss big. True. Yeah. yeah. Very true. But I feel like with, with Blumhouse, usually if I go into a Blumhouse movie that's a miss, I know it's going to be a miss before I even sit down in the theater. You Like like Truth or Dare, I was like, all right. That's I mean, a Blumhouse I'll, movie? Yeah. And I was oh. like, all right, I'll give this movie a shot, but it's probably not going to be good. And it wasn't good. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. I never even watched it because I was like, this looks like absolute yeah. garbage. <laughs> yeah. Those are the kind of misses that they tend to have. Fantasy Island. You know, mm-hmm. uh, which actually I gave Fantasy Island a little bit of credit. It was more entertaining than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I that's another one I still haven't watched. Yeah, you don't need to. It's if there's not like a lot of hype around it. A lot of times I tend to kind of wait and yeah. see what happens. If it comes up again, I'll watch it. But I don't know. I, I just hate getting hyped up for movies and be like, oh, that looks really cool, and then finally seeing it and it's just absolute trash. So yeah. I just, yeah, I try I mean, to see I, the ones that are hyped up first. I'll give you a little bit of advice: uh, rent X before you rent Fantasy Island. <laughs> um, yeah, I was not planning on yeah. renting Fantasy Island <laughs> at this point. It should be on something. For it me should to watch. be somewhere. It probably is. Yeah. Let's see. You know what? I'm gonna look right now. Let's oh, see if boy. it's on Tubi. It's on Hulu. I can watch it oh, right now. It? You're gonna <laughs> you're gonna search it up, and now your computer is gonna think that's what you want to watch, and it's gonna keep recommending movies like fantasy island you have to be careful when you do that oh lucy hales in this okay um, i remember seeing the trailer for it okay yeah it, it was look it it's fine i i didn't i i i didn't hate it it's just it's not good it's just fine yeah hey um, that's how i feel about a lot of movies but that's yeah okay yeah uh is that all you have no i have two more things two more things oh my god um, take I know. the show they're that's what I've been trying to do this whole time. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Stephen King reveals that he's got a new novella coming out called Rattlesnakes, and it is a sequel to Cujo. Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of exciting. I don't think he's there's ever been an actual sequel mm, to I don't it. Think so either. Um, I think they did a like a, a movie, didn't they? They might have. I don't know. But, if they did, um, I'm sure it was awful. Yeah, this is, it's. he said, this novella I've just written called Rattlesnakes is actually a sequel to Cujo. So that's, oh, that's kind cool. of exciting. So yeah. hopefully, you know, maybe we'll get a, a movie based yeah. off of it. Cause Cujo I have not was, read Cujo, but I really like the movie. The movie's fucking terrifying. Yeah. I, I never actually read Cujo either. Um, yeah. But... I can ima- I can only imagine how scary the book is if the movie scared the shit out of me as a kid. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the last thing I have is that Stranger Things has smashed the record for like um, premieres mm-hmm. with uh, they become the streaming service's best ever debut weekend for an English language series with. 286 million hours globally watched well yeah because each episode's an hour and yeah (laughs) oh well yeah yeah that's fair but it's also at the number one spot on netflix in 83 different countries so they're smashing records everywhere which is great i know people were hyped for it i wasn't um but i mean i'll watch it i've been raving and just wanting to watch this since they announced it and mm-hmm. it's just like every little thing put it off you know obviously covid and then you know there was you know i'm sure some other shit but covid was a the main the main reason it you know got delayed for so long and mm-hmm. 
it made me so mad because all I wanted was to watch it. And let me tell you, they made it so good. I'm not even mad that it took so long anymore. Mm. Yeah, just, I'm sure I'll phenomenal. get to it. I mean, I did like season three. I just, you know, I just wasn't very excited for season four, but oh, I'll watch it. Yeah. Um, probably sooner rather than later would be my guess. Good. Right. Then we can talk about it. Uh, are you ready to hop into the topic? I sure am. All right. This is, uh, you picked this topic. I sure did. This is the top five true crime documentaries. Yes. Um, okay. I, uh, I don't, I have a very different relationship with true crime than most people who, who really, really love it. Um, Mm -hmm. I I do love it. I, 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 um, and, and I do enjoy watching true crime documentaries, but I find that I almost immediately forget them as soon as I've watched them and they're done. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. Um, I managed to find uh, five that, that have really stuck with me, though. Mm-hmm. And then um, I did copy some stuff about each of them so I don't get the stories wrong or whatever. Oh, okay. That's you know fair. what I mean? So I might do a bit of reading is what I'm saying, but hey, um, not too right. much. Not, not okay. too much, but I just don't want to get shit wrong. <laughs> that's okay. Perfectly good. Did you get any honorable mentions? Ah, fuck. No. That's Okay. I when I started this, I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I had that same thought. Like, I know I've seen a ton of, you know, true crime documentaries. And actually, all of these that I have on this list are series, like a little docuseries, because mm-hmm. I remember those more than just like an hour and a half documentary. Yeah. Um, My, Mine are mostly just documentaries. I think there might be a couple that are series, though. That's fair, then. That's good. Yeah. We won't have a lot of overlap. But no, I doubt um, that we're going to have a, very much overlap, <laughs> if any, to be honest. But, you know, I, I was like a couple of them I couldn't remember the names of and knew what I knew what they were about, but I couldn't remember <laughs> I the name. I do. And that then I was too. like, fuck, I've seen this one, too. And yeah. then I was like, oh, shit, that's a good one, too. And I was like, that one has to get mentioned because, like, the critical yeah. the, the claim around it and how fucking crazy it was yeah. and how it took over the world a little bit. So. All right. Do you want to do your honorable mentions then? Yeah, sure. I okay. can do my honorable mentions. I, uh, um, I, like I said, I have none. I mean, I, I could okay. give you some like the one about the bank robbery thing, but I don't know if that helps. <laughs> uh, I know what you're talking about, but we will not get to that one okay. yet. Um, right. On my honorable mentions, I have um, Tiger King. I felt like I had to bring that up because mm-hmm. it, it, I mean, like I just said, it fucking took over the world during the pandemic. It did. It was that was huge. over the pandemic, right? Yeah, right at the beginning. That was like the first big thing of the pandemic that everyone was talking about. And um, yeah, I mean, I I would never in a million years put that anywhere near my top five list. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. (laughs) It, you know what? It just, it had to be mentioned because while like technically it's, I don't know that it really falls into like true crime as most people talk about it. Like when we talk about that, it's straight up murder. Mm-hmm. We just had like assumptions that she killed her husband and fed him right. to the tigers and right. he got arrested for trying to, right, but we know to that, kill her. We but... know that he tried to kill her. Right. Yeah. Um, Which... so I, yeah there, there's definitely a true crime element. Yeah. I think to me and, and I think the way most people watched it, though, was almost more of a lifestyle documentary. Of, Look at this hick. with oh, these tig- You know what I mean? <laughs> That's why I think it. it it just it took over because it was just it's one of those things like every single time you watched the next episode you were like what the fuck did i just watch right, like this yeah. can't actually be how people live their lives right there's <laughs> no was, way 
And you think, oh, it can't get any crazier this than this. And then they would introduce a new character that was more exactly. insane than anything we'd seen. Exactly. Yet. And it was yeah. just one of those things. Like, I felt like it definitely had to be mentioned at some point, like, because it just took over. Right. Well, I'm glad you did it here because it's not on my list. Yeah. Um, I also have uh, Sons of Sam. Okay. I don't know if you watched uh, that one. It's, I did uh, watch it's that on one. Netflix. I actually, I actually quite liked it. Um, I. I I remember enjoying the documentary mm-hmm. and also um, completely thinking the guy's theories were crazy. Uh, <laughs> oh no, I loved his theories. Um, I, I uh, yeah, I, I didn't really buy what he was he was putting out there, but I did enjoy the documentary. Yeah, it, it was it was a fun watch, um, especially on some like it's on obviously the son of Sam and the whole point of the documentary and his theories that there wasn't one son of right, sam it wasn't yeah. just david berkowitz it yeah. was like a cult thing and it had to do with all this yeah the, what is it satanic panic that was happening at the mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. um and i think it was really really interesting to have them do a documentary on someone who is not as popular serial killer wise to do those things on you know john Wayne gacy has like a million and one movies and documentaries Ted Bundy too. Ted like, Bundy's like the king of them, I think. He, he's, yeah, there's a new Ted Bundy thing every other week. It seems like exactly. So I I thought that was really cool when that came out, and I I just like the the theory that he has. Mm-hmm. Um, I subscribe to whatever crazy theory uh that's out there because I think okay. they're fun. But well, no, you know what? It was fun and it was entertaining yeah. to watch. I just don't buy it. <laughs> Into the that's day, fine. You know? you know what? I I could see it. I could, but yeah. you know, who knows? It could have just been David. Bur- I mean, clearly he's in jail, but mm-hmm. oh, he's not currently in jail. He's dead. But regardless, is Berkowitz dead? Is he not? I don't I'm know. pretty sure he is. I don't know. Hold on. Now I got to look it up. Somebody I know I was surprised when I heard that they weren't dead. I thought it was him, but maybe it was somebody else. No, uh, he, wait, hold on. No, he's still alive. Is he really? According the to Wikipedia. According to Wikipedia. Holy shit. I mean, he's not that old. He's 68. I mean, he's not super well, old. Well, yeah, I just figured like many other um, serial killers, he would have been sentenced like to death. Oh, no. no. All right, then. No, there's that, you know, because you've got all the, that weird period where people weren't getting death penalty like it was like. Um, oh, the other guy that I was thinking of that I was surprised to find out was still alive was BTK. Yeah, yeah, he's still yeah. he's a dumbass. Oh my yeah, god. He's still alive. Um but he's he's you know, I don't know how much longer he's gonna be. He's 77. Yeah. I can't oh, imagine I prison know. life treats you all that well, but I don't hey, know. Hey, you never know. Yeah. Uh I mean you get your three three meals a day, mm-hmm. you get your rec time. Mm-hmm. I mean, what more could you ask for? I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> Um, I have two more. I okay. have um, The Trials of Gabriel Hernandez, which I think also was a Netflix docuseries. I, Netflix I always does really well on the docuseries. That title doesn't ring a bell with me. Um, it's about, I, I believe it was California. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about a young boy who basically was, you know, abused just horrifically and ended up dying. Um, and uh, the parents got arrested for it. And it's just, it's all about, um, how they found him, 
how the system just this poor boy was just lost in the system like mm-hmm. it just it's so sad mm. and it's all of the uh trial and all that stuff um definitely worth a watch if you're not um i mean i cried a lot watching this because it's just with kids it's very sad but it was a very very good documentary on how kids get lost in like um i don't know why i can't think of the word i'm looking for but like the dcfs system yeah yeah um yeah i haven't seen that it does not ring any bells to me Uh, Um, i i may have skipped it though like if it's kids and stuff a lot of times i'm like nah it's sad it's it's, that's i mean they were very very good yeah there i mean i don't think there was any like crime scene photos or anything of him Mm -hmm. so that's not nearly as bad um Mm -hmm. but it it still was it was really sad to see um but uh, like they they did it very well considering Mm -hmm. Um, and then the other one I have for my honorable mentions is American Murder, The Family Next Door. Oh, um, yeah, I saw that one, yeah. Really, really good. I think this is one of the first ones that really made use of, like, police body cam footage mm-hmm. in the documentary, which was absolutely insane. Uh, when I saw that, I was, like, shocked that they were able to get that. Yeah. Um, but it was very well put together and done. Yeah, it was it was so. good. It was I like good. that one too. Um, I did think that the, the other one that um, the one that I did really like that I didn't put on my list was that, uh, and, and maybe it's on yours. I don't know. That it's a it's a fairly new one about the Night Stalker. I can't remember the name of oh, it. Oh, Richard Ramirez. Yeah, yeah, I think it was called the Night Stalker. It may have like just that. yeah, it may have just been called. I really did like that one. I thought that was really good. Yeah, I. I still haven't gotten around to watching that one. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's it's really good. I just um, I can't remember the name of it. They, and again, that's the problem. Like I said, I remember him as oh the one with the cult in Oregon. You know, like I don't remember the name yeah. of that one. <laughs> it was good. I just I don't remember the name of it. Fair. Um, <laughs> all right, so let's jump into our top fives. You want to yeah. start, or you want me to? You can start since I just <laughs> talked about my honorable mentions. All right, fair enough. At number five, I have the 2017 documentary Abducted in Plain Sight. Shut the fuck up. That's what I have at number five. Is it really? Yeah, it is. Dead ass. Um, (laughs) How do we do that? That's crazy. I don't know that this is the best true crime documentary I've ever seen. Obviously not because it's at number five. But it is the absolute craziest goddamn story I have ever heard in my life. And you can't watch it. Without just being like, what is going on? <laughs> See, now, I, w- I don't know if I would say the absolute craziest, but it is one of those things where you watch it and you're like, dude, what the fuck were these parents thinking? Right. What is the going on? The whole time. Wait, wasn't there a scene at one point when the like dad was like talking about like sucking some dude's dick for yeah, something? And I was like, guy, wait, what is just happening? The guy who kidnapped his daughter right. twice. Yep. Okay. <laughs> yep. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this must be this guy. Who kidnapped this girl twice, mind you? <laughs> Not once, but yeah. twice. And, then, and and in the in the meantime, while having kidnapped the daughter twice, banged both of the parents. <laughs> yeah, that at some point he must have been the most charming motherfucker. <laughs> he uh, must have right? charisma must have just been oozing off this fucking guy. <laughs> yeah, that I remember watching. I've actually seen this twice. Watched it twice. I remember the first time watching it, I could not wrap my head around the fact that like that it happened twice 
once like i guess i can understand for the time you know people yeah, are you're very what, trusting unfortunately right, for right, them and like wasn't, and it wasn't like a stranger the guy was like a family friend right and he said he was going to take the girl to horseback riding or some bullshit, but didn't whatever yeah and didn't ran off with her right but to oh. let it happen a second yeah. time yeah a second they, time they, they let this guy back into their house <laughs> around their kids again and guess what <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ, what it, the hell? Oh, my God, yeah. It was really absolutely insane. It's one of those, like you said, it's the same with, like, Tiger King, where you just keep watching it, and it's like, what? Yeah, it just gets crazier fuck? and crazier, and you're just like, what is going on with these people? Yeah, yeah, it's just absolutely insane. And that that poor girl, I feel you're for her. You feel like, terrible for I, her. You feel, and in a way, you know, you feel bad for the parents, too, because... They're just, I mean, they're just can these, you really feel that bad that they're that fucking stupid? I, mean, I feel bad for their these, kids, but they were just these ridiculous, gullible people, mm-hmm. you know, who I mean, good God, man. I can't imagine my parents ever being like, oh, yeah, this old man that's a family friend wants to take our child out horseback riding and like out of the city or out of I don't know if it was out of state, too. There's no fucking way. Yeah. There is no yeah. way, no way. Yeah, no, it's uh, it is absolutely insane. Like I said, I cut them a little bit of slack because, like, I'm pretty sure it was the 70s. Yeah, yeah, and they that and it happened, and that people and didn't were a lot more trusting. Some, didn't they live someplace weird like Utah or something where people um, like trust people or whatever? Let me see. I feel like. Um, because like that was a big part of it like they were really into the church and stuff and this guy went to their church idaho so they, yeah they were in there idaho yeah 1974 yeah um uh, it doesn't say i don't see where in idaho it just says idaho small church going community in idaho yeah so. yeah so you know you're kind of like all right but i mean to let it happen twice i mean come on get your head out of your ass <laughs> what are you doing yeah that is just twice is a lot yeah yeah um definitely worth a watch i this was one of those uh like docuseries that it didn't go as viral as tiger king did but Mm -hmm. i remember when it came out that memes were just coming out everywhere after that dad was talking about what he was doing with that man and i was like what the fuck you guys would just meet up and like suck dick okay that's fucking weird but yeah you know that's what? why i watched it because people were t- i heard people talking about it, like you're not gonna believe this story and i was like all right let me watch this i'll believe it and i'm watching oh, what the fuck <laughs> you're like exactly <laughs> you're like what the fuck am i watching yeah anyway that is my number five that is also your number five it is yeah that's uh, insane it is insane i have a, a feeling our number fours will not be the same maybe maybe but I doubt it. Uh, my number four is the 1992 documentary Brothers Keeper. I've never heard of that. Okay, so this is interesting for a, a, a number of reasons. It's about, um, uh, f- I think it's four brothers, and they lived in uh, this like old rundown shack of a house mm-hmm. uh, outside Utica, New York, and uh, they were they were really old at the time that this happened, but. Uh, they they had like no formal education. They'd just been farmers their whole life. They were barely mm-hmm. literate. And uh, one of the brothers had been ill for a long time. And uh, one morning they found him dead. And the more that um, they looked into it, they discovered that it was uh, one of the other brothers had smothered it. Uh, oh. it 
as a mercy killing. Oh. Um, because he was, you know, was, he was going to die. He was, he was super sick. Yeah. Um, and it turns into this really interesting look at this trial um, and sort of the clash between, uh, you know, the big city media that had come in from all over to cover this thing, not just Utica, yeah. you know, the big city of Utica, but, the, <laughs> right. you know, the, the, they had come in from from outside to cover this thing and, and um, how they portrayed these brothers as these, you know, backwards hillbillies and, mm-hmm. and and all this stuff and and just the way that they were portrayed in, in the overall media. And then to see like the locals in Utica who, who really, they, they always thought these guys were kind of odd, you know what I mean? Like they yeah. lived out there and they, but they were just the, the weird ward brothers and they lived out on the edge of town and you just didn't go out there or whatever. You stayed away from them, but this town, Utica really sort of rallies around these guys and is like, look, they're not, you know, there's, there's just these farmers. Yeah. They don't have yeah. great education. They don't have any of that stuff, but you don't have to, to call them all these things. And, um, it's it, so it looks at a number of different things and not not just it follows it through the trial of Delbert and uh, he he is acquitted oh. uh, because they have no physical evidence and the the biggest thing that they are um, hanging him on at trial is a, a signed confession that he had later retracted and they're like mm-hmm. this guy can barely read yeah you know he doesn't understand can, this he right. just told him to sign it and he wrote an X on the line you know <laughs> like, right. So it's a it's an interesting look at it at the way like these uh, these guys were treated these you know no formal again no formal education uh, not literate they live in this like rundown shack that you know should have been torn down you know probably two generations ago or whatever yeah um, it, it's an interesting look at them it's an interesting look at the way they're treated by the the outside media. And an interesting look at the way the town rallies around them, and also an interesting look at it. This idea of mercy killings, and and you know uh, whether it's the right thing for this brother to do or not, and and all this stuff. It's a really fascinating documentary, and I I, I highly recommend checking it out. It sounds really really yeah. interesting. It's very good. It's very good. It's from uh, 1992. It's called Brothers Keeper. Hmm. What do you have at number four? Unfortunately, I don't have any that are more than like 10 years old. Probably. Okay. Um, I got a few. You know, there's there's not many. Um, number four on my list is actually one I just recently finished within the last uh, month and a half. Um, the John Wayne Gacy tapes. Oh, okay. Um, that is on Netflix. Um, I have always had a fascination with serial killers just uh, how their mind works how they justify the things that they do because obviously they're just heinous things that no normal person would do Mm -hmm. um and i've so i've read a lot of books about him considering he's from illinois Mm -hmm. um and i've seen quite a few movies and this really does a deep dive into what he was doing it has interviews with police that were actually on the case and tailing him and they have the um oh my god crime scene guy that was there actually in the basement like digging the bodies out and talking about things um and they also have um unreleased like never before released um tapes of John Wayne Gacy actually talking about things. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So it does a really, really big deep dive into him. And, you know, the 33, I think it was 33, um, young boys and men that he had killed over the years. Hmm. Um, really fucked up. Uh, yeah, I can imagine. I, I don't watch those documentaries. Um, there's a, a similar one on Ted Bundy, the yes. Ted Bundy tapes or whatever. Uh, yep. And I, I won't watch those. Um, I don't know. There's something I find unnerving about them. I, I don't uh, I don't want to listen to these guys. It really is. It it is extremely unnerving listening to them just lie through their teeth. Yeah. But also they they lie through their teeth about only certain aspects of things though. They or like Ted Bundy would in if you haven't you haven't you said you haven't watched it, but like Mm. he would say a lot of like, oh, if I were to do this, if I did it this is how it would happen or how I would do it mm-hmm. as his get around instead of being like, Oh, I did this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, I, to me, I, I just, I don't want to get, I, I hate the idea of giving a platform to, to these guys uh, to, for their bullshit. So I just won't, uh, I don't watch. Fair. Those, I, I look at it from like the cops perspective and kind mm-hmm. of point of view when I watch them. And a lot mm-hmm. of times it's like, okay, this is where you fucked up. This right. is why you didn't catch him sooner or things like that. Um, yeah. But no, I think in, I'm sure there's stuff to be learned. I mean, that, there is know, that whole series mind Hunter, which is about the mm-hmm. forming of the, whatever that BAU or whatever the hell it's called at the FBI, yeah. you know, the profilers. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you watch mind Hunt Hunter? I have not. Okay. Um, but that's what it's, I mean, that's what they do uh, in a lot of the episodes. They're just going mm-hmm. to interview serial killers that have been captured. Yeah um so yeah certainly there's stuff to be gleaned from it i just personally don't want to listen to it so i don't okay to each his own it it is it is uh fascinating in some aspects um like i said i like watching them because i i like to try to understand why even if that isn't quite something we can understand Mm -hmm. um because a lot of times like i said they just lie through their teeth uh so you, you don't actually really know, but it, it is very interesting yeah. from my perspective. Yeah. But um, it, a lot of new information, a lot of things that I had never read before, um, specifically on what the police did to catch him. It has a, a lot of the police angle and what they were doing to try to stop him and why they couldn't just like stop him earlier because obviously they needed, you know, proof. They had an idea that this is a guy that's been, you know, kidnapped this kid and that's why he's gone, but they don't have anything solid to be like, it's you, buddy. Yeah. But really interesting, really fascinating. Mm. So, all right. Um, my number three is the 2004 documentary, The Staircase. Um, I have heard of that one. Yeah, it I was on Netflix. I, I don't know if it still it. is. Um, yes. And it has been turned into a series on who? I could be wrong. Oh. <laughs> Maybe HBO, um, like a dramatic series, oh, you okay. know, based on the documentary. Um, it, the documentary itself is in numerous parts. Although I think it's one of those deals where it's like, um, you know, four parts, and each part's like an hour and a half or something. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's about, uh, the death of, um, the, um, uh, crime novelist, Michael Peterson, uh, mm-hmm. his wife, uh, falls down a set of stairs in their, in their house and dies. Um, and then, uh, authorities uh, start to 
dig around a little bit. They don't uh, they don't believe uh, his story that she was just drunk and fell down and died. Uh, they think she was bludgeoned to death. And then it uh, it goes to trial. There's a lot of back and forth. I mean, they follow this thing basically from beginning to end. Yeah. In this, doc- in this documentary. And um, it takes a lot of twists and turns in the story. There's uh, a lot of dirty laundries uncovered, including mm-hmm. uh, the fact that Michael had a bunch of uh, homosexual affairs, mm-hmm. uh, although he claims his wife knew about those. Um, uh, and so anyway, it's um, it's interesting. It's one of those documentaries as you're watching it, you're like, oh, he did it. He did. Oh, wait, maybe mm-hmm. he didn't do it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it, it really um, it really changes. Uh, it, what you the way you feel about uh, the case changes a, a couple of different times through no throughout it. I thought that this was newer than 2004. It hit Netflix um, more recently than that, okay. and became sort of a a thing people were talking about again. But right. yeah, it originally came out in 2004. Okay. Yeah. Um. Anyway, it's uh, it's it's I I think I I would I I. It's not your standard true crime documentary, but in a lot of ways, but in a, in a lot of ways it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes my, my list because of how deep it, it goes and how much you get to see of him with his attorneys and him at home and him. At, yeah. You know, um, I mean, it's you spend an inordinate amount of time, you know, sort of behind the scenes of his defense mm-hmm. uh, okay. in, in, in this documentary and, and then hearing from the other side also. Uh, I. I do feel like you spend a lot more time with him and his defense attorneys than you do with prosecutors or the police. But, um, you know, and then there's, I mean, just tons and tons of, of footage of the trial and stuff. Yeah. It, it's just, it's so engrossing and so in depth, I think is what really sets it apart from most. Yeah. I just looked it up and it says in January of 2013, two more episodes dropped. Yes, they did. And then um, in 2018, three more episodes dropped as like yes. updates. Yes. Um, yeah, they've been updating the, the story um, as new stuff has come about. Uh, I don't know that we'll get any more new stuff. I mean, I think it's pretty much a done case now. At uh, this yeah, point. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and uh, he eventually he took an Alfred plea. Mm-hmm. Um, and so and, and that was kind of it. Um. So, yeah, anyway, uh, it's really um, it's really in depth and it's interesting for a number of reasons. I mean, you get to you get to see sort of the police work and stuff, but then there's also a lot of the courtroom stuff behind the scenes, which I also find fascinating. Um, So that is The Staircase. And yeah, you can find it on Netflix, I believe. Yes, it is on Netflix. Or you can watch the series if you want. Um, I feel like the docuseries would be cooler to watch. Yeah, I mean, I haven't watched any of the series, so I, I don't know anything. I assume it's just going to follow, you know, the path of the docuseries, so I don't know that I really need to watch it. There you go. Yeah. <sighs> what do you have at number three? All right, at number three, also on Netflix. I'm telling you, man, Netflix really does a good job with these. Um, Making a Murderer. Yeah. Yeah, uh, this was a big one. Yeah. I, do you have it on your list? No. Okay. This was huge when it came out. Um, if anybody hasn't seen it, it's about um, Stephen Avery. Um, he spent two decades almost in prison 
um, for a crime he didn't commit. He was exonerated from that. Um, and then he filed a lawsuit against Manitowoc County in Wisconsin, where he lived and was, you know, where he was jailed um, mm-hmm. and several other people because he was wrongfully accused and spent all this time in jail. It was a very big lawsuit, um, if I remember, like quite a couple a few million dollars. Yeah, it seems um, like he got he got quite a bit of money. Yeah, um, that uh, didn't really go through or go anywhere because he was then shortly after arrested for the murder of a photographer along with his nephew. Mm -hmm. Now, this case, it it makes me very angry because you watching it, you can tell that the police that were involved originally when he was arrested for the crime he did not commit and arrested for this one were really, really out to get him. They really hated him. Um, And they, I don't know how he's still in jail and how they haven't overturned any of this stuff because there's just so much circumstantial evidence. And the confession that they got out of his nephew brendan dassey like the poor kid is definitely like a little slow yeah so watching that confession is like that was very clearly coerced is just it's so sad yeah i am um when it comes to this case i'm a little bit on the fence about Stephen avery and and whether he's guilty or not um, but that, uh, his, his poor nephew just got railroaded. Yeah. His, his nephew uh, really got fucked over. Yeah. There the was kid no was doubt talking about, about leaving that. to go watch wrestling. Yeah. He, like, just he had no idea home. what the fuck was going on. He had yeah. no clue. Yeah. He just wanted um, to go home and watch WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I don't know. I find it hard to believe that he would just, you know, fucking murder someone while he's in the middle of trying to sue the county. It seems very odd. I will give you um, that. It seems very odd. Yeah. And there are a lot of things that pop up that it's like, mm, that could be really circumstantial. Like, I could see that happening. Like, they they really make it seem like the police are really out to fucking get him. Yeah. No, I I, I get that. And, um, uh, like I said, I'm just I'm a little more on the fence with with him than yeah. I am. But but that uh, his poor nephew should be should have been let out forever ago. That kid is he should not have been put in prison. Yeah, it it is it's very sad to watch. Like he and he maintains his innocence. This story has not changed once that whole time. So, but um. As far as the documentary goes, I did like it a lot. Um, I didn't like it as much as I like some of the other ones. That's why yeah. I didn't make my list. Season two goes way more into him filing his appeals mm-hmm. and isn't so much about the crime and what took place as the first season is. But I think it's, it's definitely a good look at how the justice system sometimes just does shit wrong. Right. His, like, Anybody who's watched this, I think there's a pretty good consensus on the fact that his nephew should not be where he is. He should yeah, not be I in jail right now. I don't know anybody who thinks that kid should be in jail. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he like you said, got railroaded. His confession was definitely coerced. 
you you can't tell me otherwise. It and it pisses me off that it he's still there and they won't overturn that for him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I so. definitely agree about that. And and Stephen Avery, I again I could see it going either way just based on the case. I do think the case is is uh, there's a lot of circumstantial stuff. Mm-hmm. There and, is. And given the timing of his arrest and, and everything else, I, I find that super fishy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, not only does the justice system in this country get things wrong, but sometimes it's just used as a tool for revenge. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, th- that's just how it is, um, mm-hmm. unfortunately. So, yeah. And it is a it is an interesting look at uh, I, I think it does give us an interesting look at not only the justice system, uh, but also um, just life for those people. You know, yeah. like, I don't know that. I don't know people who live like that. Yeah. You know, but apparently they exist in this whatever county in Wisconsin. Manitowoc. Yeah. Poor guy. Yeah. If he could have gotten his <laughs> settlement money, he could have gotten the hell out of there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like uh, the poor dude spent all this time in fucking prison for something he didn't do. Yeah, that he definitely and now he's, didn't do. Yeah. Right. And now he's back in prison for something. Uh, I don't really know that he did. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's it's just it's really sad to see. Um, yeah. I mean, I, and but, I guess, you know, I, I, now we're talking about, it, I do kind of feel like maybe I give the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, would you want to do something to land yourself back in prison when you've already spent almost 20 years there for right, something right, you didn't fucking right. do? And you got a big payday coming in, in what world does that make sense? Yeah. Why would you want to do that? Yeah. You know? So I, I don't know. It's like I said, it's just a lot of circumstantial shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't think it was a very fair trial for either of them. Definitely yeah. not for his nephew, but I think it, it really does show that there are a lot of faults in our system sometimes. Yeah. So, yep. I, I, I would agree with that. It, uh, it, it's one that I did think about, but I ultimately didn't make my list, but it is, uh, it is a good documentary. Yeah. Definitely um, worth a watch. Yeah. My number two is the 1988 film, The Thin Blue Line. Oh, okay. Um, this movie is uh, interesting in that I think that it sort of set the template for the way that true crime documentaries are, are made. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is uh, a series of interviews and also reenactments uh, regarding uh, the investigation of the shooting of a Dallas police officer. Um mm-hmm. And not only is it uh, important for the way that it sort of set um, the, the template for for the way that uh, these films should be made, but it also got an innocent man out of jail. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy that they had uh, tried and convicted of this of this shooting was was uh, clearly innocent. Um, and, and they had that they basically knew who did it. But they mm-hmm. just continued to prosecute this other guy. What the fuck? Yeah, it's weird. It's it's an odd story, and um, it's a it's a really weird story. But it wasn't until this movie came out, um, and and really got a lot of um uh, notice mm-hmm. uh, in in the media that uh, that the case was reopened and this guy was ultimately let let loose, set Good. free, um. I, I don't know exactly how long he was in. He was in prison, but uh, yeah, it was, um, it, it's a pretty, it's a pretty fucked up case in, in uh, you know, in Texas, if you can believe that. Wow. And, 
um, it, a very important film, I think, um, not just in true crime, but just in document, you know, the world of documentary filmmaking uh, mm-hmm. all on its own. So if you haven't seen the thin blue line, it, it is certainly worth a watch. Uh, that's very my number two. What do you have at number two? Have you heard of the documentary uh, Dr. Series called Don't Fuck With Cats? I have heard of it. I have not seen it. Uh, yeah, it is not for the faint of heart. Uh, it is fucked up, to say the very least. Uh, I had no idea what I was getting into when I watched this. Um, but it is, it's just insane. It's about these people who... This guy posted this video at what, some point on Facebook or YouTube or something of him, like, killing kittens. And it's very disturbing. And it turns out he starts posting more and more stuff. And pe- these people are trying to get the shit taken off, but they can't. And so a Facebook group starts to try to track this guy down because they're like, what the fuck is this? What is this guy doing? Um, and then it like, it just keeps ramping up until he eventually like fucking murder someone and like post the video. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, it, it is super fucked up. So it is, it is not for like the faint of heart at yeah. all. Um, yeah. there's a lot of video footage, um, of shit that actually happened. Like it's not recreations or things. Um, that is very disturbing and very hard to watch, but once you get into it, um if you're you know if you can stomach that it is a wild ride okay absolutely Um, insane i'm not sure that i can't stomach it which is why i've never watched it Mm um yeah i I think that um I, i i understand the the filmmakers sort of um point of view in in putting Mm -hmm. that sort of stuff in a documentary but i think sometimes we can go a little too far yeah Um, it it was very i didn't know what i was getting into really when i started it i just i i had heard that you know it was about these people on the internet that were trying to you know catch this you know this killer and i was like mm -hmm. that's really interesting like i think that is a super cool story because you know some people are fucking wizards with the internet and can really track shit down. And I mean, they really did. Like there were like, they took apart these videos to the point where they were like, at one point they were like, Oh, this is the vacuum that's in this video. And this is where those are made. And this is where they're distributed in this country. So he's got to be from here. This is at least where it was shot. Like they get into it. Oh Um, and it, it is very interesting seeing them, because they work with the police at some point mm-hmm. and are collaborating on this, you know, investigation and the way that they can work together is very, very interesting yeah. um, and really cool to see. But there are some parts of it that are like, Ooh, didn't need to see that. Didn't yeah. know I was going to see that. <laughs> and that's what's kept me from watching it because I know, yeah. um, I, I know um, that there's stuff that I'm not going to want to see. Yeah. That they're going to want to show me. Um, but I, I do think that it, it sounds like a, a really interesting story. I wish there was mm-hmm. a version without that stuff. Uh, yeah. Maybe, um, maybe I would watch it. Um, people probably would watch it a lot more. Um, yeah. But it, very, very interesting. But like huge trigger warning to anyone that's thinking about watching it. There's some some creepy shit in it. Yeah. All right. So. 
All right, that, that brings was my us number two. to our number ones. Um, uh, you might uh, accuse me of cheating. Okay. My number one, I don't know. Uh-oh. We'll see. Um, because it is actually a series of three films. Um, okay, it is the Paradise Lost movies. Um, Paradise the, Lost. The uh, about the West Memphis Three. I've literally never heard of that. Um, the first uh, the first movie came out in 1996. It is called The Child Murders at Robin Hood Hills. Or, well, Paradise Lost, colon, The Child Murders at Robin Hood Hills. Mm-hmm. Um, and they uh, basically follow, it, it covers a 10-month period uh, uh, in the weeks after the murders, up uh, all the way through the trials and, and convictions of these, uh, these three kids. Oh. Um, who uh, were not guilty of what they, what they wow. were, who were not guilty of these murders, but uh, had the, the uh, misfortune of listening to uh, heavy metal music oh. um, and being in West Memphis, Arkansas, where oh. um, they were clearly the, the people. The outcasts there. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's also the first movie, uh, the first time ever, actually, that Metallica allowed their music to be licensed. In a movie, Metallica wow. is one of their favorite bands. Um, the second movie is Paradise Lost 2 Revelations. That came out in 2000. And this one, um, it uh, they go to, um, they take a look at sort of what's happening um, around uh, these, these three guys at this point. There are a lot of, uh, there's a lot of support for them. Uh, the three of, that were wrongly convicted. Yes, con- yes, uh, yeah, accused. Yeah, yes, um, uh, Damien Eccles, uh, who had been sentenced to lethal injection. Oh, um, in particular, and um, also they put forth a, a theory that uh, they sort of actually revisit a theory that they sort of touch on in the first movie that uh, this uh, other guy did it. Um, and there's a lot of gossip around town that he was uh, actually the one the one who did it and was trying to pin it on these three kids. Um, and uh, then they show some of the problems that, uh, that happen with, uh, with their, the appeals process. And these guys trying to get things like there are bite marks found on one of the victims, but uh, mm-hmm. the, the three convicted boys are never tested to see if their teeth match the bite marks, the just stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. And then, uh, so, so it's a lot of that kind of stuff. Like, you know, um, just showing you all the problems and a mountain of evidence that, uh, that these three were not guilty. And then the third and final film is Paradise Lost Purgatory, which came out in 2011. And it's uh, basically an update on the case since the the second film came out. So 11 years later. And um, it shows these guys uh, sort of uh, these three kids, uh, you know, who are not kids at this point anymore. I mean, they've been in prison for at that point what 15 years um sort of fighting back and and hiring lawyers and really going after their appeals and it it goes through that process and and everything else and then ultimately um it uh it concludes with uh with the conclusion of the the deal where the prosecutors and defense lawyers get together and they talk over a plea deal um and essentially it uh, it allowed the the three of them to uh leave prison on the condition that they plead guilty Oh, they're allowed wow. to ma- they're allowed to maintain their innocence. It's an Alfred plea, essentially. Oh, okay. what it is. Um, That's bizarre. Yeah. Um, they uh, they take the deal. They were in prison for 18 years and 78 days. 
Jesus, um, and they they finally walked free. And yeah, if you uh, if you are not familiar with the West Memphis Three, no, um, or um, you know, there used to be like I, I was familiar with it uh, just because I remember seeing people in in like there were p- groups sold T-shirts free the West Memphis Three. It was a big deal, mm. and I mean, you saw these T-shirts every like you know again. This is something that happened in west memphis arkansas and i remember seeing people in indianapolis walking around in these shirts you know i mean they were yeah. everywhere um so i was always kind of curious about it and i finally um was like i uh, figure out what that's all about because i didn't know much about it um and i found these uh this paradise lost series of documentaries and it goes so in depth uh across mm-hmm. three films made across again a you know 15 year period um that uh yeah it's it's a great uh it's just a great look at at this uh this case and this miscarriage of justice and how these guys were finally able to fight back and get their freedom um although not uh not completely exonerated you know again they mm-hmm. had to plead guilty um in order yeah. you know which i mean like, that's another that's, thing about our system how fucked up is that you plead guilty to a crime to child murders in order to get out of prison all That's right. how our system works. You can dumb. maintain that. Also, you can maintain that you're innocent, but, right, right, innocent. but you have to say however, <laughs> you have to say you did it, but yeah. you can say you yeah. also didn't after you say that you did it. Yeah. Like that's I mean, fucked up. Just a complete stupid fucking mess of a system. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, uh, and, and that is uh, a big chunk of what these three movies take a look at. Yeah. So I uh, highly recommend a paradise lost um, one, two, and three. They're amazing movies. All right. Damon, what are you doing? Don't look at me like that. What are you doing? You know I'm not going to cut that out. What are you doing? Well, he's trying to knock shit over. And he's being <laughs> loud. Come here. Come on. No? Okay. Just are you just keep done. Are you just trying to build suspense? No. Okay. Uh, so what I have at number one is a documentary or docuseries, I should say. Um, and it's one that I recommend to literally everyone that's kind of looking for something to watch that they can not, they could, you have an interesting time watching it. Um, it is evil genius, which is on Netflix. The bank robber one. Yes. (laughs) It's the bank robber one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is a high profile incident that happened in 2003, um, about the death of Brian Wells, which is um uh, they talk about it they call it the, either the pizza bomber or the collar mm-hmm. bomb yeah and basically the beginning of the documentary starts out about them talking about brian wells and this bank heist that they he tried to do but he had like a collar bomb literally strapped around his neck and just walked into a bank to try mm-hmm. to rob them um and then it you find out you know there is much more hiding underneath right, than just yeah. this guy in a fucking neck bomb going in to try to rob the bank. Yeah, it's a great um, story. This is a really is, good documentary. It is a, a series, really good yeah. documentary. It's one that's not too deep uh, as far as like crimes and more of the people behind them and kind of like this trail that they're trying to follow that just keeps weaving in and out of these fucking characters let me tell you these people are crazy obviously um so this is one that i always recommend because it doesn't it's not you know like don't fuck with cats where there's some really graphic things that you see Mm -hmm. and it's not you know like john wayne gacy or serial killer really 
Um, this is like a really good one to kind of ease into if you're kind of getting into true crime documentaries and it's only four episodes long. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a it's a really good story. I remember I started it one night. I was like, I was tired, but I was like, oh, it yep. goes on. So I did the like, same fucking I, thing. I ended up staying up until like four in the morning to finish the whole thing. Yep, it, it's yeah. one that re- like you binge it. There is yeah. no way around it. You want to finish it because it, it just is. It, I don't know how to really explain it. The, the because it just they is it, so webbed around each other all these suspects that they find Mm -hmm. and they just keep going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth between all these people and you're like what who did this what the fuck is going on and then obviously you know you finally figure out but um it is so good yeah it is such a a good watch it is a really good documentary and a really good series it was also turned into a oddly enough a comedy film in 2011 the same story i did not know that yeah it's um it's a it's kind of an odd film to watch knowing the the actual story. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Thirty Minutes or Less. Uh, stars Jesse Eisenberg and Danny McBride. Um, oh, it's got a good cast. Uh, Nick Swartzen's in it. Aziz Ansari, wow. Michael Pena. Um, and it's a, it's not a bad movie, but it is a little. Now that I know the full story, mm-hmm. it's quite uncomfortable to watch. It's not exactly the story as it uh, plays out in the document or as it, as it happened in real life, but it is clearly 100 based on this and it is fairly uncomfortable to watch knowing the, the real life story but at the time that i saw 30 minutes or less i did not know the story so i thought it was mm-hmm. i thought it was a really funny movie like i had a good time with it um yeah trying to yeah. watch it since is kind of like eh. like i said <laughs> like when i was saying earlier like this is it's not something that like is like oh my god this is so fun to watch like I, like tiger king was fun to watch right like because it was crazy yeah. this is interesting because it's crazy yeah it's just so, so it, like, it grips you yeah, yeah it really grips your attention um i do have some facts here because i did actually pull up the wikipedia and interesting enough it ties into your number one on your list um trey borzelieri i'm sure i pronounced that wrong who is the narrator and the co-director of evil genius got the idea to make a series about a high-profile crime after watching Paradise Lost, the child murders at Robin Hood Hills. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's very interesting, right? And right after that, he got became, quote-unquote, captivated with the murder of Brian Wells and all of the shit that kind of unfolded after that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, you know what? I'm going to make a, a docu-series on this. So he sure did. Yeah. And it is... A good watch definitely a good watch uh yeah i would recommend it too um and it, again it's not super heavy um mm-hmm. but, but you will get just know you will get sucked in and you'll probably watch the whole thing in one 100 like, yeah. like i said you yeah. will watch it for the the you know four hours straight or whatever it is because it is like i it's just bizarre that's the one word i can use for it it's yeah. bizarre mm. um i did think of one that i wanted to throw out as a uh, uh, honorable mention uh, only because I, I've kind of forgotten they made a documentary about it, uh, but it's a story that's fascinated me for a long time. It's a story from the seventies mm-hmm. uh, that actually happened in downtown Indianapolis where oh. I was, I'm from. And um, I've always found this interesting. The documentary is called dead man's line. And okay. um, essentially it's uh, this guy uh, he's uh, going to lose his house. 
you know, um, mm-hmm. he's going to default on his mortgage. The bank's going to take it. And uh, he shows up at uh, the mortgage broker's office uh, one day um, under the guise of wanting to talk about it with a mortgage broker and instead takes the man hostage by wiring his shotgun to the guy. Holy shit. In what is known as a dead man's line. And I don't really mm-hmm. understand the whole the whole physics, but basically the guy's got a loop around his neck. Yeah. And if he if he pulls away from the shotgun, the gun will go off and blow his head off. Um, and he parades mm-hmm. this guy through downtown Indianapolis Jesus Christ. before finally getting in a car and driving to his apartment where he holds the guy hostage for three days. Wow. All, all the while calling in to a local radio host and talking to this guy live on the air. What the fuck? Yeah, it's insane. It's an insane story. It doesn't get a whole lot of attention, and I've never quite understood why, just because it's so fucking crazy. I was, I've literally never heard about this. So it's yeah. literally so insane. Yeah, the documentary is really good. Um, it was on Amazon Prime. I don't know if it still is or not. It's called Dead Man's Line. It says here, watch now for 99 cents. Okay, yeah, so it used to be free on Prime. Apparently now it's a buck if you want to watch I, it. Um, it might be on somewhere else. I don't yeah, know. That's yeah. just... But, uh, yeah, I kind of forgot all about that one. I do really like that. It's not, um, I wouldn't have put it on my top five had I even thought of it, though, to be honest with you. It's just not as well made as some of the other documentaries we've talked about, but it is yeah. an interesting story and it's still it's still very good. Yeah, I think there are, I'm sure there are a ton that we missed. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Um, like that I just can't think of, but I know I've seen. Yeah. Um, but I can't believe yeah, you had the bank a- robbery one as your number one. I love that one. It is. I tell literally everyone to go yeah. watch that one. Cause like you said, it's not as intense as some of the other ones mm-hmm. and it's just interesting. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, so yeah. it's, I, I think I've gone back to it a few times. So yeah. Yeah. No, it's, really it like is. A, it is one. very good. And the one about the cult in Oregon is very good too, but I have no idea what it's called. Cause uh, that, that was my biggest struggle with his putting Heaven's this Gate list together. One? Huh? Heaven's gate. No, it's not Heaven's Gate. There's oh. this cult that moves into a town in Oregon and basically starts taking over this little town in Oregon. Oh. And then the town wants to fight back. And it's this whole thing. Like, it's, yeah, it's, it's some weird thing. It's like this guru mm. from India who moves his whole following into, like, literally rural Oregon somewhere. Oh. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, okay. It's, yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy. Uh, I can't remember the name of it though. That and again, that was my biggest struggle trying to put together a list. A lot yeah. of times, I remember I'm like, oh, I like that one about the guy who did the thing. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't remember the name of it. Yeah, um, there were a lot that I had to. I was like, wait a minute, I don't remember a hundred percent what this is titled, but yeah. like, I, this is so good. Um, but there there's a lot. There's a lot of all. Other good documentaries that aren't necessarily true crime. I mean, technically, um, the one about Fire Festival that's oh, yeah. on Netflix is yeah. really good. I guess it kind of is true crime because yeah. you know they defrauded millions yeah. of dollars out of yeah. people. That was um, I remember when Fire Festival happened. Oh my god, I followed that thing in the. I thought it was online. fucking I was, hysterical. I was just I couldn't laughing. Believe. I was out. I was like, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. How does this happen? Um, and mm-hmm. I remember like Netflix put out a documentary and then like a week later, Hulu put out a different one. Yeah. Or something. yeah. yeah. The Netflix um, one is superior. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> the, uh, the Portland cult guy thing or Oregon cult mm-hmm. guy thing is, uh, it's called wild, wild country. Oh, okay. And it is, uh, it's very good. I, I, uh, I really enjoyed that one too. All right. 
Uh, I don't think I have anything else to add. Ghost, is no, there anything you want to? I I can't think of anything off the top of my head because, mm-hmm. like I said, it it was once I started looking for documentaries I've seen, it was easy mm-hmm. for me to come up with my list because I was like, oh, okay, I know that one, I know that one. But I'm sure there are a ton that I missed mm-hmm. that I've seen that are worthy of mention. Yeah. Because, uh, like I said, I, obviously, I I go to Netflix for like all of my docuseries because the, there's just something about the way they do them that is just so good. Yeah. Um, but I know Hulu has quite a few that are pretty good too. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Putting my list together, uh, immediately when when you mentioned the topic, the first I knew number one was going to be Paradise Lost. Yeah. And then I was like, well, it's three movies, and how am I going to rank those that's three right. movies? And then that's going to be I got I got a top five list, and three of them are going to be the same. So honestly, that's why some of the series I put on is probably longer than all three of those movies yeah. combined. Yeah, so, so really, I, I can't be mad considering uh, mine were all TV shows. <laughs> yeah, I lumped them all together there at number okay, one, but that's it's fine. It's uh, really good. It's all, right. all one story. Technically, yeah. it's all one. Yeah. So, um, all right. Well, you can find the show on Twitter. We are at this horror life. You can shoot us an email, this horror life at gmail.com. Ghost, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at ghostyj with zero. You can also find me over on Twitch at ghostyj with a zero. Jesus Christ, I can't speak. <laughs> all right. And uh, I am on Twitter at radio rob123. And you can listen to my other show, Slasher Radio, wherever you are listening to this horror life. Ghost, thank you so much for your time. Always a pleasure.